And, and one thing that thrills my heart is it happened in Birmingham, Alabama. In 1959, there were 3,000 people there. I looked at, and I'm sure a lot of them were from out of town. Uh, I looked up in... I looked it up on the internet, what was the population of Birmingham in 1959, and it said in 1960 the population of Birmingham was, actually it was at the highest it was, it's been going down ever since, but it was uh, 364,000 people. I thought, you know, that's, it, it, that's a shame that such a mighty miracle and probably so few people even from Birmingham were there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <coughs> and you know, some might say, oh, those were the good old days. But that's not what I say, and that's not what it is. The truth is that A.A. A. Allen and Jack Coe and William Branham and Gordon Lindsay and Kenneth E. Hagan, they were four, Catherine Kuhlman, Amy Simple McPherson, Maria Woodworth Edder, they were forerunners. They were, um, that was just a foretaste of what's to come. And the greatest days of the church and miracles like that and surpassing that are right now and on the horizon. Hallelujah. And we're called to get prepared. And one of the things we're called to do is to get hungry. And that's one reason I believe the Lord had us me show that is it makes you hungry. It moves your heart. It tenderizes your heart. Hallelujah. One thing we need to get back to is caring. Hallelujah. Where we care and we really care. We really care enough to rearrange our lives, to change our schedules. We care enough to be um, inconvenienced, even to sacrifice for, uh, you know, to be a part of this. And we know, and, and you probably have heard before, that A.A. Um, uh, Allen died very young, and he, uh, there are reports that he you know, fell into alcoholism or whatever, and then there's other healing ministers. It seems like there's a report similar to that on a lot of people that had tremendously dynamic ministries. Uh, and uh, But one thing we're supposed to do is we're supposed to celebrate what they accomplished and pay little attention to what happened. And so much of the church has thrown out these healing and wonderful ministers and the wonderful things they accomplished because they had a glitch in their life. But, you know, Jesus said he's who without sin cast the first stone. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. And so uh, we need to celebrate these, these men of God and women of God that accomplished wonderful things for God. And, um, you know, A.A. A. Allen, I, I mean, you know, sometimes we hadn't walked in the, that, you know, they say if you've walked in a, that Indian's moccasins, you might think about it different. I, I read that he, his mother uh, fed him corn liquor. She was a Cherokee Indian, full blood, and fed him corn liquor in his baby bottle. And it's like, you know, uh, your mother didn't feed you corn liquor in your baby bottle. Hallelujah. And uh, there, so there's things like that. that, that uh, and another thing is, and this is part of even what we're going to talk about tonight, is being a watchman in prayer is uh, when the harvest is coming in like that, that's, there's a greater need for watchmen even than in other times. And, that, and, and I think a lot of times ministers fall because the church is not watching and praying. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And so we learn to need to be, learn to be watchmen. And in this move of God, we need to learn to watch over ourselves also. Because as God uses you in miracles and healings, uh, the devil doesn't take it laying down. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we need to learn ourselves how to be watchmen for our own bodies, souls, and spirits, as well as for others and for ministers. And, and to get under the blood, how to get under the blood, how to, uh, how to stay in the secret place of the Most High, Hallelujah. And, uh, you know, I know we don't know that as much as we should or we wouldn't have the things in our bodies that we've all had. So we all, can, we all have room to learn, don't we? So tonight we'll talk about those things. Hallelujah. But I love that miracle. Hallelujah. 
And some miracles are instant like that, and that's glorious. But I recently heard a miracle that's more recent than that that's actually within, I think, about three years ago in uh, Heidi Baker's ministry in Mozambique where she, uh, they had a little baby born, and he was a vegetable, and the doctors were going to throw him out. And uh, he, had, he was deaf, blind, and dumb and couldn't walk, and I don't know what all was wrong with him, but the doctor said, oh, he's just a vegetable, you know, totally uncompassionate and and uh and Heidi said not to me and of course she just picks kids she actually is a minister she's in Mozambique she's she uh, got saved over here in central Mississippi she said in a revival she said that's how they say it in Mississippi revival and uh, anyway so she got saved over there in Mississippi got filled with the spirit in Mississippi and but now she's in Mozambique and and travels to other nations too I know she travels and ministers to the gypsies in Romania and places like that and the Lord actually spoke to her and said you'll have a ministry in England you'll be a missionary when she got saved in the Pentecost got filled with the spirit in the Pentecost church she uh the lord said you'll have a ministry to england asia and africa and so she's in mozambique primarily now but and she goes and gets kids off the out of the dump ground she literally because they just put them in the dump ground over there and uh and she goes and gets them and hallelujah so anyway, this little child, she said she they brought him home and they just they just carried him around and prayed over him for like three or four months they carried him and when she was preaching like in her Bible college just some one of her students or one of her assistants would carry and hold the baby somebody was carrying and holding the baby and praying over the baby and and uh, after uh, three months well he got his eyes open and he began to see and then you know it was progressive then something else happened and she said he still wasn't talking he could see and he could hear but he wasn't talking and one day he just turned to her like in the service and said I want a car <laughs> and she said she jumped off the stage and ran to her house which was next door and got a toy truck and brought it to him and he was thrilled and hallelujah Praise God. So some miracles, hallelujah. Oh, I just, I want to have that kind of patience to walk and carry a baby, you know, and just never give up. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. So I'm getting hungrier. You're getting hungrier. Amen. So we need to learn to be watchers in the Spirit. We're going to talk about being watchmen in prayer tonight. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we come before you. We are so hungry. Lord, this, this, this testimony of the miracles has made us hungry. And Father, it moves our heart that it happened in Alabama. It moves my heart. I don't even know why, Lord, but it just touches me so much that that, that miracle happened here. And Father, we ask you to do it again. Only greater and bigger. Lord, we ask you, Father God, for miracles. We ask you for the gift of faith. We ask you for gifts of healings. We ask you, Father, for words of knowledge. We thank you, Father God. We ask you to teach us tonight to be watchmen in prayer so that, Lord, that so that when you do begin and move through us that uh, in a greater measure that, Lord, we can, we can still walk freely and safely. Lord, we ask you for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So um, um, we've kind of still just been talking about the unseen realm in prayer and watching in prayer. And we have to learn to be good watchers. Uh, watchmen are guards. They are, they are bodyguards in a spiritual sense. And doorkeepers of the things of the Spirit and the things of the church. They don't let things come in the door that aren't right. Hallelujah. Praise God. They're, they're very alert. They seize opportunities and they don't miss them. Hallelujah. How many of you have ever saw, have, have, have many of you ever had something happen and you went, man, I knew that. God warned me, but I let it slip. I didn't seize the opportunity that God gave me to stop something. Or, or So we want to be more alert than ever before. And, and you can pray yourself to that place. Ask God to help you be more alert, more attentive, more uh, watchful. And we want to be the kind of people, we don't want to have the same situations repeat themselves where they began well in their ministry, but they didn't finish well. They either died too young 
Uh, I was I heard about a, a tremendous healing minister that came up under Catherine Kuhlman. His name was Brant something. I can't even remember. He was from Long Beach, California. Had tremendous miracles, but died died very young. Died so young. And um, hallelujah. But you know, I'm gonna just tell you, if you just totally missed it, and it'd be worth it. To have that kind of tremendous ministry and to, to have that kind of fruit in the kingdom. Somebody said about him that if one person got out of a wheelchair, 17 would. And this was in the early 70s. And uh, uh, just at the start of the charismatic movement and right in the Jesus movement. And, you know, it would, it, we need to look back and, and see the things that have been done so we'll know what's going to, what can be done and what will be done and the greater and greater things even um we want to have all that can be instead of being regretters of what could have been don't you want everything that can be hallelujah everything assigned to your life that you run your race finish your course that you reach your destiny that you reach your full potential i i, I just came up out of me tonight and i'll say it uh, openly but it came up out of me in prayer i was praying for the young men of the church don't settle for secular just old secular jobs don't settle for that Contend for the greater. Contend for the supernatural. Hallelujah. I mean, that doesn't mean you might not work somewhere, but I'm. you may not be in full-time, five-fold ministry, but that doesn't mean you can't be a supernatural powerhouse for God. Don't settle for just being a, an average Joe. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's turn over to Acts 13.36. And we prayed for you tonight that you would not settle. Uh, listen to God. He's got a plan for you. It might not be your plan. It might not be, uh, hallelujah, what you would say. But if you'll listen and if you'll just get willing. The Bible says in Isaiah 119, if you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. There's so many people that go for what they want and it ends up being a disaster. Look at the athletes that, that pay a they go that way and they end up with tremendous energy in injuries some sometimes not always but nearly all of them end up with with tremendous problems physically in their latter years you cannot do those things with your body repetitively and it not cost in 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 your later in your later years i'm not trying to speak anything it's just truth hallelujah we we have to be wise about those things and and uh, uh if you're not walking with God, you won't be able to hold on to money. I don't care how much they give you. I don't care. You know, some of the people that were the greatest have the greatest amount of money. They have nothing now. But the Bible says if we're willing and obedient, we'll eat the good of the land. Hallelujah. So, so come at it from that direction. The Bible says if you'll seek first the kingdom of God. And that doesn't mean that you won't be in sports. I think Tim Tebow is a tremendous uh, witness of that. But if we seek first the kingdom of God, things will be added unto us. But if we try, my point is about injuries and stuff, you try to do it on your own apart from the will of God and it, it, it can be a disaster. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Acts 13, 36. For, God, for David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell on sleep and was laid upon his fathers and saw corruption. And that's what we want to do. We need to serve our generation. You've been called in this generation to serve this generation. In some capacity, you're called to serve this generation, the generation that you live in. Hallelujah. And we want to be like David where we do what we're called to do. And when we fall asleep in Jesus, uh, we've done the will of God. The will of God. For, and, and we appear before Jesus. He doesn't say, oh me. He says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Acts 17, 6. Thank you, Lord. And when they found them not, they drew Jason and certain brethren unto the rulers of the city, crying, These that have turned the world upside down are now come hither also. That's what we're called to do at River Church. There's not a lot of this here tonight, but there's plenty to turn Tuscaloosa County upside down. It's not going to take more than this. Probably the more you had, the less you'll be able to turn Tuscaloosa County upside down. Hallelujah. Praise God. A notable miracle could turn the town county on its ear hallelujah 
Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. And the Bible said if we'd believe, we'd see the glory of God. You've got a choice whether to believe or not. You can say, oh, I'm just not going to believe that. Well, you're choosing just like Thomas. And let me tell you something. God didn't pass out any awards or rewards or words of commendation to Thomas. In fact, after we find out that he, Jesus turned to him and said, Blessed are those that have not seen and believed, Thomas. We don't hear nothing else about him. Brother Hagin says, you might wind up on the spiritual junk heap. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I think sometimes we criticize people like A.A. Allen that may have made a mistake. They say, actually, I've read that a lot of that's unproven and it didn't really happen. That it wasn't true. It didn't happen. But if it did... We do know he did die young. And if it did happen, I'd rather be someone that had accomplished something for Jesus and maybe it didn't. I'd rather end well but I, than somebody sat around doing nothing because they didn't want to mess up. Hallelujah. And it takes a, it is a tremendous physical toll to be a, someone like A.A. A. Allen or Jack Coe or William Brannan or, because people put, there is such a demand for healing on you. In fact, the, the people will take and take and take from you, people that are sick and needy and hurting and have need a miracle. And if there's not that counterbalance of the intercessors and those that are, that are there in the fray to help you, and obviously the church didn't know enough then because that whole generation in there, there were so many of them that fell. Hallelujah. And you can read Catherine Kuhlman's books. And she went through such... I don't know that she ever fell. I never heard that. But just tremendous mental pressure and emotional pressure. And, you know, she had to leave her husband to go out and obey God. Because... And uh, hallelujah. For, hallelujah. First Corinthians 2.11... 2 Corinthians 2.11 So we're going to do something for God at Word of at River Church uh, formerly Word of Life but now River Church Hallelujah got a name change to get an upgrade in anointing and an upgrade in uh, in and to to reestablish the uh, how we saw ourselves We're going to be a river flowing through this county Hallelujah. We are already. We're already affecting this county. It's just not showing up as much as you'd know. Our prayers are affecting this county already. Hallelujah. Praise God. And we're not going to stop. With God's grace, we're going to keep going. Hallelujah. The greatest thing we can do is pray. That is the greatest calling. 1 Corinthians 2.11 And that is the highest reward also. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. It is important that we be not ignorant of Satan's devices. The only way we cannot be ignorant of Satan's devices is to be watchers, listeners, listening to the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Ephesians 6.18 And of course we need to, be, we need to have a working knowledge of the Word of God. We don't have to have the, th the Word of God memorized, but we should have a working understanding of how things work in the spiritual realm. We should understand the power of the name of Jesus. We should understand some things about the Word of God and have an understanding of how Satan works and, how, uh, and, and be on, so that we can be on the alert. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So we're to watch. We're to be watchers, not just for ourselves, but for all saints. And praying always, hallelujah, and watching, watching, watching. Be on the alert. That word watching there means be on the alert. Be on the alert. Hallelujah. You know, we just read that scripture, 1 Corinthians 2, 11, lest Satan get an advantage. I guarantee you if he can get an advantage, he will get an advantage. And the Bible says in John 10, 10 that the thief, and he, Satan is the thief, he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. To steal, kill, and destroy. 
1 Peter 5, 8. I'm stirred up to be a watcher. Hallelujah. I've always been a watcher. I've been watching for over my kids for years. I don't know how I got a hold of it, but I got a hold of it. I don't know that I called it watcher. I just knew I was supposed to pray for my kids, and so I did. And I did it, uh, you know, I did it with a sheet of paper that had some scriptures on it that I got from David and Roxanne Swan and uh, from Clovis, New Mexico. And I just took those scriptures and spoke them over my kids all the time. Hallelujah. I didn't know a lot is my point, but I knew I was supposed to watch over my kids. But now I know more. And I still watch over them. Hallelujah. So many parents are not watching their kids. They're just too busy to watch over their kids. They're not watching over them spiritually. Oh, they're doing their laundry and putting food on the table, but you got to watch in the Spirit. If you watch in the Spirit, you can fight off that homosexual devil, and that is what it is. It's a devil that comes in to take advantage of, their, of the kids. It is a foul spirit. Hallelujah. If you're watching in the Spirit, you'll know which of their friends. Uh-uh, uh-uh. And you're going to have to stand up. I mean, I tell you what, you can't be, oh, I want my kids, you know, I'm going to be popular. You're going to have to say, uh-uh, you aren't going with them. No way. Hallelujah. I know there were people that asked, can Colin spend the night? I'm, uh-uh. No. No. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Eric, well, he was a little homebody anyway. He just liked to be at home. You know, so he didn't ever ask that much about stuff like that. Hallelujah. I think one time he spent the night with some people in our church and they had a cat. And at that time he was allergic to cats. And man, I tell you, he got, he was, he was in trouble. It, it really messed him up. First Peter 5, he had to go to the doctor. But anyway, that may have cured him from ever asking to spend the night. I'm not sure. But anyway, uh, I'm not saying that you can't ever spend the night. But I tell you, I heard somebody saying this. Who was the minister? I heard them saying it. And they said, you better watch out letting your kids go to houses that you don't know, of people you don't know. You don't know what's in that daddy's life. You don't know what's in that mama's life. And older sisters with your little young boy are hallelujah. Mm-mm-mm. Was that James Dobson? I didn't. I knew I heard it first. How, well, somebody may have told me because I don't usually listen to James Dobson, so or I heard it from some other minister. But it's the truth. We have to be watchers, and boy, we have to stand firm. Oh, and they'll cry. They'll. I remember, you know, I when I was 16 years old, right before I turned 16, like five days, not five days. It was Labor Day weekend before I turned 16 on the 19th of September, and I came, I went with my friends and their parents to the lake and uh we went to the lake it down down at garner state park south in south part of texas it was a long way down there too about eight hours and uh so or further and so we got home like monday of labor day that about 8 30 it was getting dark it was dark when we got home and i drove up and there's that ford a little ford falcon was sitting in my driveway in my little car Hallelujah. I didn't even know I was going to get a car. And I got a little Ford Falcon, little three-speed. You had to use a clutch. I didn't know how to drive that. And uh, so Daddy had to show me and everything. So I was really excited. And then my Daddy said, he said, Debbie, he said, now you can have you in the front seat and one other girl, and you can have three girls in the back seat. He had ruined my life. I remember wailing, not just crying, not just little tears, wailing for two hours straight because he ruined my life because I had, that was just four girls and I had more friends than that. I had five friends, five or six. I had five or six and you got to understand, I was the oldest one in my class. I was the first one to get a car. Being born in September, nobody even had a car. Everybody else is walking to the lunchroom. You mean I'm going to have to tell some of them you can ride to the lunchroom? Because we had to walk two blocks to our lunchroom down to the elementary school. And I said, oh, he had ruined my life. My daddy had ruined my life. But boy, you know what? He let me face him none. And I knew. Because I knew Kenneth Newcomb. If he had ever seen that car or heard of that car that had more than that in it, It would have been, there would have been, you would have, 
I'd still be grounded. <laughs> huh? No. I don't even know what I did. I think I just said, y'all, I can't. And so some of them just got in. Some of them just walked away. I don't know what happened. Hallelujah. I hadn't had any friends since. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But you got to be that kind of parent. So I learned from my daddy how to not care. I mean, I guess I, I wouldn't have mattered what I did. He wouldn't have changed. Yeah, hallelujah. <laughs> he is my daddy. He changeth not. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And too many parents now are, no, you can't do that, and then let them go do it. They're not, you don't, you're not, nothing's going to, you, you're ruining it. You're ruining it. Hallelujah. So uh, don't be that kind of parent. That's worldly. That is so worldly. You've got the Holy Ghost in you to make you smarter than that, folks. Hallelujah. Well, say what you mean, mean what you say, and follow through. And if you ain't going to, don't even bother to say it if you're not going to follow through. Hallelujah. Because your word ought to be your bond. And I guarantee you, because I remember, see, I was the only child. I, and and what, do you think that they cared if kids were entertained in my day? Nobody gave a hoot. I spent half my life watching them play golf, sitting at the golf course. Nobody, they weren't taking me to amusement parks and trying to entertain Debbie. No, that wasn't, you know, kids, in my day kids were to be seen and not heard. Hallelujah. We need a little more of that. Not to the degree it was then. We need balance. I think you should do things with your kids and we did with ours. But listen, it shouldn't be all about them. You need to make it clear to your kids right now. I love you. I treasure you, but my life does not revolve around you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Because they're going to wake up one day when they're grown and find out nothing else revolves around them in this earth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So uh, we would go to somebody's house and they'd play bridge all evening. And I'd sit on the couch. And I might and get to watch TV, and it was an upgrade because they usually had a color TV, and my daddy bought our TV at the uh, used farm, used store, the junk store, whatever, and it was black and white till I went to college. They got a color TV, and not only that, it had a pair of channel locks on the to turn it permanently attached to it so that you could turn it on and off. TV was not a big deal. Of course, we only got three channels on an antenna anyway. Hallelujah. It was hard to get in trouble in Seagraves, Texas. In the, you ought to be, I wish you'd all been born in the 60s. Hallelujah. Because the worst thing you could do is watch I Love Lucy and just... Because just, that's all, every morning at 9 o'clock I was, I was hooked on I Love Lucy. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, dr the drug of the hour in my day was a Coca-Cola and an aspirin. You know, we thought that was getting a, a buzz. I'm not kidding. Till I was like senior in high school, we kind of started hearing something about drugs, you know. Huh? But, boy, it was, it, was, it was different. Hallelujah. It wasn't like it is now. And, boy, I tell you what. And nobody cared really what you wore. Or, you know, it was just like, I had really nice clothes because I was an only child. But my mother made them all, and I didn't look any different than everybody in town. That The farmer's kids, who they had made more, a lot more money than my parents did. But I didn't look any different than their kids. Hallelujah. We weren't competing with each other or nothing, you know. Hallelujah. My 40th anniversary of being out of school is coming right up. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So uh, we need to be on the alert for our kids and be watchful and not be afraid to stand up and say no. If you have strict parents, you ought to be glad. And if you're not glad now, you will be one day. Because Michael's parents were more strict than mine, pastor's was, and he's really glad now. And pastor's, was, his mom was so strict on him that her nickname was the warden. And she was strict on his second little brother too. His, his middle brother got grounded for six weeks once for reading the Bible after 9 o'clock. Because you did what she said. 
And if she said the light's got to be out, it don't matter what she was reading. Jesus could have been making an appearance in your room and you was going to do it. But then on the third one, she got tired. And she didn't make him obey. And I can tell you, she paid for it in multiples. Pressed down, shaking together, and running over. And that's what happens. You pay for it later. You can pay now. Hallelujah. Or you can pay later. And that's the same way with watching and praying. It's a cost. It takes time. You can pay now or you can pay later. You can pay in the prayer closet or pray at the county jail. Not pray. You pray and pay too. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can pay, pray in the prayer closet or you can pay and pray in the maternity ward. You can pay up front right now, or you can pay by raising your grandkids. And if you're having to, I'm sorry, and I don't mean to hurt your feelings. But there's a reason you're having to. And don't, I'm not, you know, I, I, I'm not, I love people that are having to raise their grandkids. Half our friends are having to raise their grandkids. It's like, well, I'm not having to raise mine. And there's a second verse to that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Can you imagine me asking Kenneth Newcomb to help me raise whew, Kyle? And I, he probably would have, but, you know, I probably wouldn't have asked. But he probably would have anyway. Because he's very compassionate, man. He doesn't sound like it, but he's really compassionate. I don't usually gripe at people much, but I got... Somebody stepped on my button at Cracker Barrel last time he was here, and I got out of my chair and went and talked to the manager. You know, and uh, and Daddy was like, oh, Daddy was like, oh, it's not her fault. Oh, you know, he got all compassionate and sympathetic. He's all bark, no bite. I found out, but I did not know that when I was a kid. <laughs> Hallelujah! Hallelujah! I did not know that. Hallelujah. And 1 Peter 5, 8. And above all things have fervent charity or love among yourselves, for love shall cover the multitude of sins. You know, that means more than, well, we, they're in sin, but we're just not talking about it. That covering sin is more to it than that. Covering in prayer. We can cover sin in prayer. 1 Peter 5, 8. It is in my Bible. Okay. Okay. Well, that was good, though, wasn't it? That was 4-8. Hallelujah. Be sober, be vigilant. Yeah, this is even better. Be sober, be vigilant. Boy, see, I can make any verse turn out to be watch and pray. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Listen, the Bible says there's a devil. The Bible says he's seeking to devour. If you don't believe it, look around and see the people that are hurting and perishing and suffering and having tremendous and horrible things happen to them. It's the devil seeking to devour. These things don't just accidentally happen. It's the devil. The devil targets people. Hallelujah. And so the Bible tells us to be sober or be watchful. Be on the alert. Be watching. That word sober means watchful. Be watchful. Hallelujah. We're not to be asleep at the wheel of life. We're not to be ignorant. We need to know some things. We can't just pretend and not know anything. I don't know if any of you ever watch Bill O'Reilly. I think it's a good program, most of, mostly. I mean, there's some stuff on there. But, the, but anyway, he has this thing where it's called, every once in a while, we watch it about twice a week, usually on Monday night and Wednesday night, if I record it before we leave ch for church, but I didn't today. But anyway, we'll watch it. And when we get home while we're having a snack or something. And so uh, he has this thing called Waters World, where he has this guy named Jesse Waters go out and, and talk to people on beaches and on streets and stuff like that and he finds out what they know about history and about political stuff so he'll go up to somebody on a beach and you know and not I'm not talking about 13 year olds either I'm talking about 20 somethings and he'll say you know who was the first president of the United States 
and they'll look at uh, and he makes it into humor because then he'll usually take a clip from a movie behind it where somebody says something really stupid and show that, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, you know, they'll be like, uh, Abraham Lincoln? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, why are we celebrating Fourth of July? I don't know. Some of them, one of them said, Independence Day. He said, Okay. Independent from what? Uh, the French? <laughs> and so it's, pre it's pretty humorous, you know. It's like, well, uh, you know, well, do you know, do you know what the, the stimulus was? Uh, no. Do you know who Nancy Pelosi is? Uh-uh. A movie star? She thinks she is, but she's not. Hallelujah. It's just, and, and my point is not to get you to watch O'Reilly. My point is to tell you, you need to know some stuff. You can't be a good watcher and prayer if you are totally and absolutely ignorant of what's going on in the world. Hallelujah. I know you can watch too much. Yeah, you and you'll start getting weird and, you know, you get paranoid. <laughs> Hallelujah. The paranoids are after me. The paranoids are after me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and everything that's happened, somebody did it to you, you know, and everything. You can't be like that, but you got to know some stuff. Hallelujah. You got to keep up. And I believe we have to know what God's doing in the earth, too, if we're going to be good watchers and prayers. But we all, you know, they said, who is, who, who is the vice president of the United States? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> and it's like, and some of them truly do look like they're, you know, they're taking something and they're kind of like, you know, they're, you know, or something. They're just, <laughs> but some of them are actually normal people, but they're just caught up in, Play. All they think about is play and entertainment and self. They are so self-absorbed. Because I guarantee you, you can, they can't tell you who Nancy Pelosi is. They can't tell you who the vice president is. But ask them who Kim Kardashian is. Now, I'm sorry I know. It's not because I watch it. It's just I know. Hallelujah. You know, when you turn your computer on, things pop up on Yahoo it's like, hmm. Okay. So four things we must understand. Hallelujah. Number one, protection for believers is not automatic. Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're going to be protected. It does mean you'll go to heaven. Hallelujah. But it does not mean you'll walk in divine protection here on the earth. God is sovereign in that He made the laws of the kingdom. And he doesn't say these things in his word unnecessarily like be sober, be vigilant. That means to be, that means to be on a vigil, to be diligent. Because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. God doesn't say those things just to put words on a, on a page. And, and, and you know you're not going to escape. You may escape for a while, but if you're not watching, your parents aren't watching, and if your parents aren't watching, then watch yourself. You're, everybody in this room is old enough to watch for themselves. Hallelujah. Hopefully your parents are watching with you. But if they don't know, they've not been taught, then you watch for yourself. Hallelujah. You can get out your Bible and read Psalm 91 and pray it over yourself. You can take the blood of Jesus and you can spend time before the Lord and you can say, Lord, what do I need to watch for? And, and you know, don't go out into the dating world just to see who's cute or who's, you know, you youth, you need to pray and say, Lord, you guide me past anybody that's not right. Anybody can act right for a while and I guarantee you, however they're acting now, they'll act worse once you're married. We all get on our best behavior. Man, I was out to get Pastor Billings. I wanted him. 
He was, I picked him out, and I was like, I like that guy. I want him. And I mean, it was, and, and I did. I laid the trap for him. <laughs> Hallelujah. And my Baptist youth director told me how to do it. That was the bad part. He said, do you want him? I said, yes. He said, well, I'll tell you how to get him. And he told me how to get him. And I did it and worked like a charm. <laughs> Hallelujah. I trapped him. Hallelujah. But it was God-led too. He was the most, he was the nicest boy in our school. He was the one that was kind to everybody. He was the one that was not, and he was so innocent and naive. I mean, and he, he, was, he was the best pick. He, he, he's so handsome now, but he wasn't that handsome then. <laughs> I can show you some pictures. I did not pick out the handsomest boy in the school. And he was having to pay his own way and everything because Norma and Walter Billings wasn't giving him any, any help. Uh, hallelujah. They are tight, I can tell you still but they were worse then and he was having to buy his own clothes and there wasn't nobody to teach you how to have taste and and if you had taste in the 70s it, you, you know it was you couldn't tell it yeah he had platform shoes that tall he had a pair of bell bottoms that were red and blue stripe and a pair that was blue and red stripe yeah 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 it was it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and another thing, I, I'm telling you, he was skinny. He was as tall as he is now, and he weighed a hundred and about probably 118 or 20 then. When we got married after two years of college, he weighed 125. After he put on his freshman 15, he, and he worked in the cafeteria. So I know we put on some. Hallelujah. I know I did in the cafeteria, working in the cafeteria. I worked in the cafeteria because he worked in the cafeteria. Hallelujah. I had to guard him too because I'm telling you, all the girls in his class wanted him. And they, he went to college for me, and he, they were like, we can get him away from her, and we're going to get him. Hallelujah. And, you know, he wasn't interested in any of them, but he was so nice they thought he was because he was really nice to them. Hallelujah. He's changed. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So protection's not automatic. God is sovereign, and He made the laws of the kingdom, but it is our human responsibility to protect and watch. Hallelujah. It is your human responsibility, wives, to watch and protect your husband. Brother Hagin said to us, he said, when you get to heaven, God's going to hold some wives' responsibility for their husband's adultery. Now that'll hurt your feelings right there. Because we love to be mad at adulterous men. We love to punish them and hate them. Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Hallelujah. But, you know, we might have been doing something wrong. And we sure probably weren't watching and praying. Hallelujah. That's probably the most part of what we were doing. Hallelujah. Just not on the alert. Hallelujah. Praise God. Number two, God's plan is always to warn us or alert us to Satan's tactics. God does not wish to leave us in the dark. He wants to warn us, and He always tries. I believe He always gives everything He can to warn us. If God says don't... But let me tell you something. He does not break His, his mode of operation. God speaks to us by the inward witness, the still small voice. He, he's not going to jump in the car with you because, and you hadn't prayed in 90 days and he's going to get in there and say, well, listen, I know you don't have time for me, but, you know, you're fixing to get run over by an 18-wheeler. That's not his mode of operation. He tries to warn us, but he stays within his mode of operation. And we're the ones that are responsible to learn how he operates and how he speaks and learn to hear his voice. 
And it takes work and it takes practice. By reason of use is how we learn to discern between good and evil. By reason of use. Hallelujah. He told us how to do it. Uh, so he's willing to make us aware. So if we're on the alert, then God will alert us. But expecting God to alert us when we are spiritually asleep is like expecting your alarm clock to go off and you didn't set it. Now, wouldn't that be dumb to get mad and throw your alarm clock across the room in the morning because it didn't go off and you're late to work, but you didn't set it. And yet we get mad at God because we didn't know, we didn't, he didn't, well, you could have stopped this, God, if you wanted to. But God's given us the authority in there. That's just pure D, old spiritual ignorance right there. That's untaught. You just hadn't been taught right. If you believe God would have, could have stopped it if he wanted to, obviously he wants to stop it. But he gave the authority to man. And he needs somebody to know that. And, he need, and, and my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. If you don't know the way God operates, you can get destroyed. But you'll, you know you'll be in heaven. It won't be the worst thing that ever happened. The worst thing is to go to hell. And a lot of people get destroyed and go to hell. Number four, three, if we, are, if we aren't on the alert, we won't be aware of God's attempt to warn us. In Isaiah 56, 10, if you want to turn over there, we're winding down. I've told you all the family secrets tonight. Now, Pastor, he gets, he, he's getting better with age. Now, he's just getting handsomer and handsomer. Hallelujah. His watchmen are blind. They are all ignorant. They are all dumb dogs. They cannot bark, sleeping, lying down, loving to slumber. Well, we don't want to be that, do we? So we'll move right on. Mark eight eighteen. Having eyes see ye not, and having ears hear ye not, and do ye not remember? So it would be possible to have eyes but not see and to have ears but not hear. Number four, if we aren't alert or if we are ignorant of Satan's devices, he will take advantage of ignorance. Hallelujah. And we all have been in that place where maybe at a former time in our life we didn't know what we knew now and we lost something or, or made a mistake or chose something wrong. Hallelujah. But we, we don't, you know what, don't do it again. If we aren't alert or if we are ignorant of Satan's devices, he will, we, he will gain ground on nations. If we are ignorant and of his devices, he will gain ground on nations. He has gained ground in our nation because for the most part, the church is ignorant of Satan's devices. They're not on the alert. They're not watching. They're not praying. He will gain ground in nations. He can gain ground in schools. We know he has done that. Hallelujah. It is possible for us to regain ground, though that Satan has taken in our nation and in our school systems. Hallelujah. Let's don't let, for sure, let's don't let him take any more. Not any more ground in our school systems. Hallelujah. Satan will always take the greater portion if we let him. And we, I quoted a while ago, but the scripture reference is Hosea 4, 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge or some versions say because of ignorance or due to ignorance. Hallelujah. To be in denial is to be in darkness. To be ignorant will always lead to destruction. Because that's what Hosea 4, 6 says. Truth is light. The Bible says we know the truth. The truth will set us free. Hallelujah. So we want to know. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we're learning to be watchmen. Thank you, Jesus. I believe that's one of the things the Lord's wanting us to learn, to learn to be watchmen for each other and for one another and watchmen for ministers and watchmen for leaders in the church so that we can go into this place of greater miracles and greater anointings. Hallelujah. That's one of the things that we will have to know. We'll have to know, and we might talk about that later, how to protect ourselves. How to be watchmen over our own body. Because we're called to watch and pray.
over our own body, over our spouses, our husbands, our wives. I believe a lot of the things that wives go through, and wives, remember the Bible says, and we don't really like this as women, but it says we are the weaker vessel. I don't think that means less smart. I refuse to admit it means that. I will never concede to that. <laughs> but I, I do believe that the enemy, There's a. I believe our bodies are weaker in some areas. Hallelujah. And I know that there, there's things that try to attack women's bodies. I believe their husbands have authority and the right to protect their wives and to keep them healthy. Hallelujah. Amen. And I believe wives can have that, that right and that authority to watch over their husbands. Boy, I tell you what. And you know you can watch over him two ways. You watch over him in the spirit and in your prayers. But you also watch over him by being everything a wife ought to be. Hallelujah. And I tell you what. One time when we were in Seminole, when we were first in the ministry, we had somebody, one of, in the, one of the women came up to we're going to have a, I'm trying to think what that was called, a uh, kidnap breakfast or kidnap something. And so only three women in the church knew about it, me and, and two other women. And one, and one woman, another one did, because she was going to have it at her house and she cooked the breakfast. And so the rest of the three of us, I wouldn't even do this now, but I guess I was young and ignorant. But we just got up on Saturday morning and went to the house like 730 in the morning, knock on the door and said, come on, you're going with me. And they could not do anything but brush their teeth. They could not comb their hair, put on anything except a robe. And if, you know, they had to go just it's like they were. Hallelujah. So we had this single girl in our church, and she is looking for a husband. We went and knocked her. I went and got her. So I know this is true. She came, got in the car. Everybody had a big time. They thought it was the most fun thing they ever did. We were young then, I guess. <laughs> Hallelujah. She looked like she stepped out of a bandbox. And she wasn't married. And she looked at us, and she said, I can't believe y'all have husbands. Y'all look like old hags. Y'all have This makes me mad. Y'all have husbands, and I don't. And she wanted one really bad. Really bad. Really bad. She was one of those that wears really heavy eyeliner. It was all still perfectly in place. She slept in her makeup. She was ready. <laughs> she had on nice pajamas. We, they, they came in everything. You, you can't imagine some of the stuff women sleep in. Woo. But boy, she was like after us. Like, I can't believe y'all have husbands. And here I am, dressed to the nines all the time. And she still is, and she still doesn't have a husband. I mean, I know that's sad. Uh, I don't know why. I can't tell you why, but I know she is never married again. She was married once a long time ago. But anyway, before we knew her, she was married. But... Uh, She's always prepared, though. She still looks like she stepped out of a bandbox. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you. She's not too old to get married. She's just a year older than me. She's not too old to find him yet. If you wait long enough, there'll be some widowers around. And men can't stand to be by themselves. They get married, they get married before you get cold. They do. They can't do anything. They can't find anything in the house. Oh, I know I'm going to be in trouble. <laughs> Men can't find anything. Even my little grandson, Carter. I'll say, Carter, go get this for Nanny. He'll come back, Nanny, I can't find it. I'll go and be, it'll be right there. It's like, you are already a typical male. I think that their daddies teach them to play dumb <laughs> at a young age. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it.
Well, we've had fun tonight. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. And what happens at church stays at church. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't have any secrets. If you, Yeah, we're going to burn the master. Hallelujah. Does anybody have a need tonight? You know, I know we're laughing, but God can still move and we can be spiritual. Hallelujah. So does anybody have a need tonight? You say, I want you all to pray about this. Doesn't have Okay. Stiff? Okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll just sit here. Hallelujah. Thank, let's put that other one up here, too. Put them together. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord God. I release the healing anointing into Leanne in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord. We refuse right now any symptoms of arthritis or any symptoms of any itis of any kind in Jesus name and we thank you Lord that'll not come on her body and we thank you we I release healing right into her right now into her hands into all of her organs uh, her her neck back hips knees ankles toes fingers in Jesus name Hallelujah. And any other joints I miss, we thank you, Lord. They're protected under the blood and they are healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now, you wouldn't have been able to feel anything tonight, right? So we're going to ask you. We're going to check up on that and see. And if we didn't get it all, we'll get it again. Hallelujah. Praise God. Anybody else have a need? It doesn't have to be physical. A release of finances. Hallelujah. Financial need. Praise God. Pastor, you want to pray about that? You want me to? Hallelujah. <laughs> He's ashamed to stand up now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I agree with Aquina that our God supplies all of her need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus, that it'll be there, what she needs, oh, just when she needs it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You'll make a way just like you always have. So not to worry, not to fret. Hallelujah. Lord, the faith has been increased to meet the need. Hallelujah. So even though the need has increased, the faith is there to match it. And I thank you, Father, that it, oh, hallelujah, it'll be fine all year long. Hallelujah. Every need supplied in Jesus' name. I'm confident. I'm confident. Hallelujah. Anybody else? I just had a confidence when I was praying that all is well. All is well. All is well. Anybody else have a need? All is well. Everybody say, All is well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We read something Monday night at prayer, and I'll just close with this. It said, uh, uh, what did it say? Count, count something. That was so, that, I, I can't say it, but it ministered to me so much. It was on that sheet. Count everything that comes against you as nothing. That's a word to you. Count everything that's coming against you right now as nothing. It's nothing. To God, it's nothing. Hallelujah. It's no more to Him than a gnat or a fly. Hallelujah. It's nothing. So count everything. I don't care what the symptom is. I don't care what the diagnosis is. I don't care what. Don't, don't count it as anything. Because if you count it as something big, the devil's going to say, okay. Hallelujah. But say, this is nothing. Hallelujah. I count it as nothing. That fi any financial situation, it's nothing. It's nothing for our God. 
He's in the multi multiplying, money multiplying business. Hallelujah. I thank you for witty and strategic ideas for financial freedom all over this place in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Witty and strategic ideas for financial freedom. I thank you for supernatural increase and people doing things supernaturally that they said they would not do. They said they could not do. They said that was against the rules. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord. You're changing laws, rules and on our behalf. Ha, ha, hallelujah. Ha, 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 ha. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And uh, we thank you that we're supplied for every situation and every circumstance. We abound. We abound to every good work. We abound in prayer. We abound in love. We abound in serving. We abound in finances. We abound in giving. We abound in health. Hallelujah. We abound in healing, in healing ministry at River Church in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We abound in the gifts of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise God. Anybody else? We're going to dismiss. God bless you.